What's poppin' people? My name's Sonia and welcome to the What's Popping Podcast. I hope y'all are having an excellent day and I hope you're ready to dig into some free agency. The free agency is starting here in a couple days, so I've got a list pulled up of all the top free agents and we're going to go over them one by one. I'll give my opinion, give the uh, teams that are considering them and who I think will snag them up or if they'll stay with the team that they're at right now. Alrighty, first person on the list here is Chris Paul. Now we traded for Chris Paul. We as in the Suns. I am a part of the Phoenix Suns fan base. I do live in the Valley. We traded for Chris Paul this past offseason and it did result in the Suns being in the NBA Finals. Now we all know how that went. They didn't end up winning. But the fact that they were there for the first time in, I think, 20-plus years, 27 years, something like that, is crazy and just speaks to his impact on a team. Uh, DeAndre Ayton went on record saying that he is the greatest, single greatest thing to happen to his career. Now, with that being said, there were a lot of positives, a lot of good things that happened. I think he's looking for a three- or four-year contract of $100 million. Do I want him on the team? No. Now that might be a controversial answer by me saying no, but he is 36 years old. Clearly he's able to still keep up and it's not necessarily an age thing of now or next year because he can still hoop. But do I want a 40 year old Chris Paul on my team? 39, 40 year old Chris Paul on my team where I'm paying 33 million, 25 million, depending on what the numbers come out to. No, I do not. But it's not just an age thing for me. It is also the fact that we were up 2-0 when Chris Paul was not playing. The minute we brought Chris Paul back in in the NBA Finals, everything went to crap. I think he slowed down the pace of the game. I think he hindered a lot of the big strides that some of our other players were taking. Um... And so I'd like to keep him for another year, maybe two if possible, just to keep helping with the development of our big man, DeAndre Ayton, and and being a good mentor for the younger players and for Devin Booker especially. But I don't know if I want to keep him long term because I think the Phoenix Suns are going to end up in this similar situation like the Miami Heat where they're just going to be middle of the pack this coming year, which is fine, but... uh, Big fall from grace from the finals. On to the next player is Kawhi Leonard. He has his player option as well. I think he's going to re-sign, but I don't want him to. I think what he did with the forcing a trade and then not going back to Toronto and then making it very clear he wanted to go to L.A. and start his own brand and get his own shoes and all that was great for him. But I'd like to see him on a different team. I know that he's linked to Miami. Him and Jimmy Butler are close friends in real life. And I think those two have a very similar dog mentality of get to the gym early, just focus on basketball. And I think that'd be great, nitty-gritty basketball for the Miami Heat. Uh, And I think the Clippers were honestly fine with just Paul George and the emergence of Terrence Mann and changing up the head coach. Now they have Ty Lue. So I think 
with the younger players they have and Paul George at the head, they'd be perfectly fine without Kawhi. I mean, they held their own in the postseason once he got injured, but I do think he is going to re-sign. The next player on the list is Mike Conley. I don't know. Not most, not many people probably would want to pick him up. Uh, so I think he's honestly going to re-sign with the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz, I don't know what's going on with them. Like, yeah, they were good. They were number one in the West, but then they kind of disappeared in the playoffs. So, I mean, they did good for the first two rounds, but uh, obviously the main problem was Rudy Gobert, not necessarily Mike Conley. Mike Conley's a little bit up there in age, but, yep, I think he's just going to re-sign with that. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry has been a hot topic since the trade deadline. Uh, you know, people have been wanting to get him. Miami Heat's been wanting him. The Lakers, the Clippers, like, everyone's been wanting him. I'm not sure where he's going to go, honestly. Someone who needs shooters. It'd be cool for him to go to L.A., um, I think he's from, no, he's from Philly. So I think that'd be cool for him to go to Philly as well. I think that would be a better fit than one of the L.A. teams. He could go back home. Uh, you get the shooting that you need. You could probably do a sign-in trade is what most likely going to happen. I'm surprised they didn't trade for him at the, uh, the trade deadline, but I think so they don't just give him up for nothing. A sign-in trade is what's going to be best. DeMar... DeRozan. You know, I would pay so much money to see DeMar DeRozan and um, Kyle Lowry back on the same team. They just had the epitome of a bromance. Uh, I remember staying up one night just watching compilations of Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan commercials and just funniest moments together. Like, their bond was real. And I don't want to see that go away, honestly. I, I think they kind of miss each other. Currently, DeMar DeRozan is on the San Antonio Spurs. I think he's made it pretty clear that he doesn't want to stay. And there are some teams out there that could use him. He's developed the three ball, which was the main knock on him for this past, you know, his whole career, honestly, is he's known for pull-up twos, the mid-range. He's developed a three ball. A lot of people were saying he should have been an all-star this year, so that just shows he's not necessarily past his prime, and he can still do a lot of damage and help teams. He's only 32, so he's still got probably two, three, maybe four more good seasons in him. So we'll see what happens. Um, once again, I think he wants to go to L.A. Everyone wants to go to L.A. What's new? But, yeah. Next one on here is Victor Oladipo. He is... Uh, it says Houston Rockets. I thought he got traded to... I thought he was on Miami currently. Hold on. This is what I get for not doing proper research beforehand. Okay, he is on Miami. They did trade for him. That's right. So I don't know why this website is saying that he's still part of Houston. Maybe because that's his original contract. I'm not sure, but, um, Sport Track or whatever website I'm using, I switched over to basketball reference because honestly that's the only website y'all should be using if you're doing research for basketball or trying to get statistics and all that so I apologize for that that mess up um Victor Oladipo wanted to be in Miami he made that very clear when he got traded to Houston and they got him on Miami so he should be happy with where he is it's just making the money work and there's all this confusion on what they're going to do so I think he might test out the uh 
the market just to see what he's worth getting, but it's all about crunching numbers and figuring out if Miami wants him. Also, obviously, health and injuries is a big factor with him, so they will have to look into that when they're considering re-signing him or what's going on. Next player I want to talk about, Dennis Schroeder. So, there was a little bit of drama um, with him specifically. There was a lot of drama within the Lakers. It seems like every, every week there's a new story on drama within the Lakers. But, you know, once the playoffs went in, he deleted Los Angeles Lakers from his Instagram. He is going to test the free agency market from what I'm hearing and what it seems to be insinuating, which is good. You know, he's betting on himself. He thinks he can get that bag. And I think at one point that was true. You know, he's killing it in OKC. He was really good with the Hawks. He did take a dip, I feel like, uh, with the Lakers, especially in the playoffs. He kind of just disappeared. I think anyone, everyone on the team kind of just didn't step up once. LeBron and AD got hurt. They're all sheepish. And, but that's a that's a discussion for the other day. I think with the direction that the Lakers seem to be going, which is still kind of confusing when you consider the Westbrook trade. I don't know if they expect Dennis Schroeder to be a good backup point guard or if they're just going to let him walk or what they're going to do with that. So it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Honestly, free agency, they've just got a lot of um, good six-mans or useful people that would be good off the bench and people that would just bring in good points. The next one I'm going to talk about is Lonzo Ball. So the main people that have been hunting for him, and people have been talking about Lonzo Ball nonstop for the past six months. They originally thought that they were going to trade for him at the trade deadline or what was going on with that. But the main teams that are, in fact, interested uh, in him are the New York Knicks, the Bulls, and he's on the Pelicans right now, but I honestly think with how he's been improving, he's going to be getting more than what the Pelicans want to match. So I don't expect him to re-sign with the Pelicans. I do also don't expect him to join the Charlotte Hornets. I know some people have been speculating about that, especially with LiAngelo signing with the Charlotte Hornets, and obviously LaMelo being the star player on that team. La LaVar, you know, obviously the triple B, the end game is them all being on the same team, but he'd have to either take a huge, huge pay cut to be on the Charlotte Hornets, or they'd have to do some type of sign-and-trade, which I don't think they're going to do. I would love to see him on the Bulls. Um, I think he'd fit well. They're a little bit more youthful. They'd get that good shooting. I think it would be a good market for him. The Bulls... Uh, fan franchise and fan base I think would really enjoy having them on the team. He's just overall good guy, keeps his head down, good defense. He's improving his three-point shot. So yeah, I would like to see him on the Bulls. I'm worried because the other main team that's really interested in him is the New York Knicks. I am worried about a repeat of what happened in Los Angeles. What I mean by that is... I think if he goes to, and don't get me wrong, Chicago is a big market compared to places like Charlotte, Milwaukee, Sacramento. Chicago is still a, a big market, but they don't get as many big names. I mean, don't mess with Chicago Bull fans, and it seems like everyone to a certain degree is a Bulls fan because of Michael and the culture there, but you know what I mean. 
if he goes to New York and plays in Madison Square Garden, it's just the East Coast version of the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm worried that they'll just have a repeat problem of all the pressure and the intensity and the fans, and he'll just crumble again. I think New Orleans was a telling sign that he is a talented player. He isn't all just show. He deserves to be there. He deserves to be a sharp, uh, starting pardon me, starting point guard in this league. So I think Chicago would be a good halfway point. It's still a bigger market, and it can be really big depending on if they get their coaching and front office issues together. So I think Chicago would be good. I know a lot of people would be happy to have him, and I think the fans would be welcoming him with open arms, and he'd be honestly a really good fit for that team. Let's see here. Who else is on the list? Talking about P.J. Tucker, um, as I am a Bucks fan, I think he really did help the team a lot, especially in the playoffs. He was a good defensive player. He did lock down KD a couple of times. Um, and he was just really helpful when they put out either small ball or even the bigger lineup when they were adjusting everything. P.J. Tucker really uh, helped things out a lot. So I think the Milwaukee Bucks, if they're smart, they should re-sign him because they already have Giannis on lock. And this year's free agency was supposed to be Giannis's and everyone was moving money. Teams like Miami were getting ready for him to move. But with him being locked down, I really do think that they should keep P.J. Tucker. Worst comes to worst, they could always trade for him later. But I think he was really helpful to the Bucks this year. You know, I really have to apologize to you guys. I talk pretty fast normally. I talk fast in life and, and when I'm having conversations. So I know I talk especially fast when I get nervous or excited. And so I have noticed that I am talking very quickly in this podcast. And that's why it seems so short. So I do need to work on that. I apologize if it makes it a little bit difficult for people to understand me or if my enunciation is a little bit on the uh, weaker side, but I appreciate y'all for for understanding and standing by me anyways. So since I kind of already talked about the main free agency people that I wanted to speak on and the podcast is running a little bit short, I thought I'd start a new segment. You guys tell me in the comments, hit me up, let me know if you like this or not. Like I said, I am on Basketball Reference. And one of the tabs they have on there is every NBA player, where it just shows pictures of random NBA players and shows their stats. So, as I am a Suns fan, and they were in the finals, I will start the first episode of this segment off by clicking on Cameron Johnson. So, one cool fact about Cam Johnson is he was working on getting his master's degree, I think, while in the NBA finals. He was finishing his master thesis while in the NBA Finals. So that's just motivation and dedication right there. Honestly, that's a role model I would look up to, especially with me trying to balance my work and my passions, and it can seem like there isn't enough time in the day. But if you're dedicated enough and you grind enough, then you can get whatever you want done possible. So let's go ahead um, and just check things out here. He's only been in the league for two years. 
he was not a one-and-done player, which is very rare nowadays. I mean, I know they drafted Davion uh, from the Baylor team this year. Who drafted him? I literally talked about this two days ago. Now I feel embarrassed, but he was 22, I think, when they drafted him this week. So that just shows that it's still possible. The majority of people either do one year overseas, one year in the G League, or one year in college. So, looking at Cameron Johnson's statistics, uh, he was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves, but he was traded to the Phoenix Suns. So he's done both of his seasons with Phoenix already. So, let's go ahead and check out his statistics here. So, minutes played, 23. Field goals attempted, 7.6. Field goal percentage, 42.7. That's his career for... 420 a blaze it no I'm kidding um, unless you're into that you know whatever <laughs> three-point percentage 0.349 so technically his season that he had this isn't the playoff statistics this is his regular season statistics he went down in a lot of ways um, compared to the season prior so his three-point percentage went down his field goal percentage went down. I mean, that does happen when you're attempting more um, field goals and more, more three points, but just something to point out. His free throw percentage did go up from 0 0.807 to 0 0.847. Uh, his offensive rebounds went down. Defensive rebounds went up. Assists barely went up. Steals stayed the same. Blocks went down. Turnovers went up. So let's go ahead and just look at his playoff statistics because you wouldn't think based off of his regular season statistics that he would be getting as much hype as he did in the postseason. But, you know, here we are. So in the playoffs, he played 21 games, 21.1 minutes is what he averaged, 2.6 field goals, he attempted 5.2, so that's clean 50%. Uh, point almost 50% from three point four four six so that just shows I don't know if it just he stepped up once the lights were on but he was really helpful to us in the postseason and a big reason that the Suns were able to make it as far as they did so that's pretty cool hopefully he can keep that momentum going keep that drive going so he has that big of an impact and influence during the regular season. Sometimes I kind of wish we did have him in the starting lineup, but I think he's one of those spark plug players, you know, where he just off the bench gets a quick three-pointer, gets that energy going, that momentum going for the team. So I think it's more beneficial in the long run for the Phoenix Suns to keep him on the bench. But, yeah, just a really cool guy, really cool player. Would love to see him more. I honestly do want to pick up a jersey. Might pick up his jersey. We'll see. But, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the basketball portion of this podcast for today. Um, I just wanted to check on you guys. Let you know that I am making big changes to the podcast. Like I said, I will start talking slower. I want to start making the podcast longer. I want to have them somewhere between the 20... 20, 20 and 30 range. 
So, last podcast was about 23 minutes long. I thought that was a really good length for the podcast. Honestly, if I wasn't so nervous and talking so quickly, this podcast would probably be 25 minutes long. Um, But here we are. I will be doing more editing, and like I mentioned in my Instagram Live, be on the lookout for streaming on Twitch. I might also start doing streaming on YouTube. We'll just see which platform I like better and which you guys seem to be uh, interacting with more, which you like better. And then I will be doing videos on YouTube as well as adding the visual component to these podcasts and posting that on my YouTube channel as well. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, my name is Sonia. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You guys are awesome.